So what about sprinkling for baptism, christening children, and confirmation classes? Is that biblical? Yeah, let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Hey, everybody, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out. It's the Vertical Podcast, and we're excited every week to educate and motivate believers in how to live out their faith. So I'd encourage you to like and subscribe and follow us and uh, keep up with what God is doing here through Vertical Church. Yeah, for sure. So we had a question submitted to us this past week from the sermon, Grace by Faith Alone. I'd encourage you to watch that here on our YouTube. Uh, And this question is asked this way. It says, I was raised Lutheran and baptized as a baby. I later confirmed my faith through confirmation. The question is, do you believe that me as a 33-year-old needs to be baptized when I know my faith, or does my confirmation suffice to the Lord? Great question. I'm so glad it was asked, and it uh, brings up a lot of questions that we're going to attempt to deal with today and that are essential as part of our faith experience. So it really brings up some questions here about infant baptism, is that biblical? Mm-hmm. Uh, sprinkling for baptism, which yeah. goes along with uh, infant baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, christening children uh, or dedicating children to the Lord yeah. or even Christian confirmation classes. Yeah. You know, what parts of any of that are biblical and what should we lean on for our faith? Yeah. So as usual, our goal here is to see what the Bible says. That is our standard for truth, not just mm-hmm. uh, our experience, not just what we feel is right, yeah. not just what even church tradition tells exactly. us, but to always go back to the scripture and what does the scripture say about that? So at the core of all of these is really another question we have to answer, I think, first in its fullness is, what is salvation? What does it yeah. take for a person to be made right with God? Sure. We have to answer that first, and then mm-hmm. it'll give us a foundation for answering all of the other questions. <clears throat> of course, we know by Scripture, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. This is like the cornerstone verse describing salvation from the Bible. It tells us it's an act of grace from God. Uh, When we don't deserve it, while we're still sinners, God demonstrates grace, favored love toward us. And then we respond to that through faith. We Mm -hmm. respond by believing and receiving that into ourselves personally, and then we find that that is not even of us. That's a gift from God as well, to even believe that. So that is where salvation is defined for us. It says it's not of works, because if it was of works, then any of us could boast about, hey, look what I did. And he says that's not the case. And then we read, uh, like in Romans 5, where it says, therefore, having been justified, in other words, declared right, Mm -hmm. righteous by faith, Mm -hmm. we have peace with yeah. God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So salvation yeah. is his grace, our faith, and that faith declares us right and righteous before God so that it results in absolute peace with God. Yes. No more questions, no more uncertainty, no more wondering, no more uh, trying to make sure I keep it. It's all leading to this place of peace with mm-hmm. God. That is the essence of salvation from scripture. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And all of those things go to show that salvation is not doing enough good to try and catch the attention of God, to try and get more favor from God. It's not doing enough good 
to outweigh the bad that has gone on in our life. It's not yep. a scale of 50, 50 or 49, 51 kind yep. of thing. Yep. Uh, salvation is not just being religious. It's not joining a church. Mm-hmm. It's not following a list of rules, any of those things. That's mm-hmm. not what saves your soul. Right. It's only faith in Jesus. It's also, uh, this is a little tougher for mm-hmm. people to grasp, but salvation is not praying. Mm-hmm. Salvation is not reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. And salvation is not in baptism. Yeah, it's true. I mean, tough. That, it's <laughs> tough because that so much of religion today is is built around that. Even yeah. sometimes within Christian religion, it's yeah. built around all of that. It's, Absolutely. Uh, I, I go to church, I pray, I read my Bible, I do these things, I give, I serve, I do yeah. these things. So that <clears throat> I, yes. I will be okay. You know, yeah. not... I am okay. I have peace. Yeah. Now I will do yeah. these things. It's the great separator between Christianity and every other religion. Yeah. Uh, in every other religion, man, the human, is attempting to do something to pay off or work off their sin and yeah. get the deity, who is generally angry, to be okay with them. Mm-hmm. And usually in every other religion, there is no way of even knowing that until you get to heaven. Yeah. Only within Christianity do you find the deity coming to earth to redeem the individual, to be the one who initiates salvation, to be yeah. the one who sparks the life and to be the one who responds to faith yeah. and to be the one that actually declares you saved yes. and righteous while still here on earth. It's yeah. a great separator yes. from Christianity and every other religion. Absolutely. And as a result, there have always been those who have attempted to be religious enough to try yeah. to gain some favor. It happened. It happens today. It happened in Jesus' day. And, and Jesus drew the line in the sand and said, hey, uh, let me tell you the truth here. He said, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, uh, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. In other yeah. words, there are a lot of people who were referring to Jesus as Lord and doing religious things. And Jesus said, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to have to break this to you here, but not everybody who does that is going to enter the kingdom. Yeah. But the one who does the will of my Father in heaven, that will be the one who is truly redeemed yes. uh, and enters the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. So even in Jesus' day, there was a great separate. There, there always has been. Mm-hmm. So this is important as we move forward today that salvation is is not through efforts yeah. of our own. They Absolutely. are not through our works. Yeah, and again, just back to that verse, Jesus doesn't leave it a question. He doesn't say, not everyone who says they're a Christian is actually a Christian. <laughs> And yeah. now it's up to just random chance to see if you did good enough. You know, right. it's not that. Whew. But he brings peace with it. He says, yeah. here is the answer with this. And yeah. again, like you're saying, it's the great separator right. between Christianity and any other religion is that we actually have <clears throat> we have peace yeah. with the deity, with right. the God, with the one who's over all. Yeah, it's, it's the true. difference. And it's the great separator even within Christianity, it kind of draws a line about what real faith is. And so, again, the goal here is to not be antagonistic or critical or judgmental, but to be clear about what the Bible says. I mean, we're talking about eternity here, so we we should be clear and certain about what it is we believe. 
uh, about salvation at its core. Because until we lay that foundation, we really can't answer these other questions that are before us today. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So with all that, then we discuss what salvation is not, but mm-hmm. what salvation is, yeah. is the recognition that I am a sinner who's under condemnation and guilt. Right. Apart from God, you're yep. born outside of yep. the kingdom of light. You're born outside of his family. You're born yep. in the line of Adam. Mm-hmm. You're apart from God. Yep. And so then it's also the belief that Jesus loves me, loved me even whenever I was a sinner. We love yeah. because he first loved. That's right. We, we don't love so that yep. he will love us, but yeah. because he first loved us, now we can actually know him. Yep. He go, gave grace to us while we yep. were yet sinners. He died yep. for us. Uh, again, the great separator. There, yes. There's no other religion where the deity loves first so that we will love in return. Yeah. It's always the other way around. It's exactly. us living in every other religion, the individual must love in order to try to gain the love. Exactly. It's it's, it's the opposite with Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. He loves so that we can even have the capacity to love. Exactly. Yep. It's yep. mind blowing. Good. Uh, so salvation also is the belief that Jesus came to take my place of judgment on yep. the cross. He yep. came, took it so that we don't have to pay the penalty of right death forever. Right. Um, salvation is crying out to him for mercy and for forgiveness as well. Yep. And yep. it's also leaving what I have believed and lived in, changing our mind and yep. repenting of those things. Yep. Salvation is also your heart being radically changed to know, confidently know in faith, yep. I am forgiven, free and passionate to follow him. Yeah, that's what salvation is. John talks about it in 1 John 5. He says, this is the testimony. This is the story. Here it is, that God has given us eternal life. He -hmm. gave it. It's a gift. And this life is in his son, period. Verse 12, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that so that you may yeah. be in wondering, question, uncertainty until yeah. after you die. No, so that you may know now that you have already possessed eternal yeah. life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. This, yes. this is salvation. These yes. are the words uh, recorded for us in Scripture. And so this is salvation. And then <clears throat> baptism is a picture that follows salvation. Yeah. Baptism is not salvation. No. Baptism does not gain you uh, right standing with God. It does not even seal your salvation. It is not that it's like an open door or yeah. anything in salvation like yep. seals the deal. Yep. It is a post-salvation act. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, baptism is not a part of salvation. Yeah. It's not yes. a, a, re- a requ- uh, requirement yeah. uh, for it. It's not a, uh, it's not a part of it in any way. Baptism is a step of obedience that happens after salvation. Yeah. It's, a, it's a picture. It's identification with. It's a public testimony of. It's an outward picture of the inward change that has already occurred. The outward doesn't create the inward. The inward leads to the outward. Yeah. Those are all foundational yes. elements of Scripture. Uh, Peter would even write in First Peter and say baptism. He'd say, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. It's the response. It's the answer after the question. It's yeah. the response that follows the decision. Yeah. It says through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's it's a it's a decision, an act that follows a change of our heart. So uh, we find this in the New Testament. We find in Acts, it says that Peter said, repent, start on the mm-hmm. inward, 
and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So again, Mm -hmm. the inward followed by the outward. That pattern is demonstrated throughout the book of Acts. It's a step of obedience that follows salvation. So again, salvation is by God's grace through our faith alone. There are no works Mm -hmm. required to receive it. In fact, any works attached to it distort it. Yeah. Uh, salvation is a free will choice I make. Yeah. It can't be forced on me. It can't be put upon me by another person. I, it's a decision I make with my heart, my faith. Uh, salvation is an awareness of my sin and need for Jesus, and salvation is followed by baptism. Yeah. We're just driving home these points today because this is this is the foundational <laughs> truth of Scripture. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have all of those things established to yep. continue on. So yep. with laying that foundation for yep. what salvation is, clearly, mm-hmm. now let's look at some of the deeper questions of what we talked about earlier. Yep. So first question is this, is it biblical for an infant to be baptized and that count as their salvation? Yeah, good question. That happens in many um, Catholic churches. It happens yep. in some other Protestant churches. Mm-hmm. There's this belief that, um, an infant can be baptized and it take away their sin nature and give them uh, salvation. Again, yeah. we go back to scripture. We don't lean on just history within a church or experience or what feels good. Yeah. Because there's something about that that just seems so sweet. Yeah. It's innocent. like, wow, that sweet yeah. baby's got nice. its original sin removed. It's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. How awesome. So uh, we start with scripture and then we know this. There is no evidence in scripture of an infant being baptized. It's just not there. And there's also no calling for infants to be baptized. True, it's true. Uh, You find situations in the book of Acts where uh, a believer believed and then it says their entire household was baptized. Yeah. But there's no indication that those were infants Mm -hmm. and that they were forced upon that just because of the one. Uh, yeah. If they all came, to, they'd have to all come to believe yeah. in order to be baptized, and that can happen. Uh, you know, the a mother or a father believes and come to faith, and the spirit of God moves in the rest of the family, and they all choose to believe, and they all are baptized. Yeah. Uh, that's powerful. It's good, but um, there's nothing that indicates that an infant who is not given the opportunity to choose, or who yeah. has not made the statement of faith, or has not recognized their own sin is ever baptized and then redeemed in that moment. Yeah, uh, I know there are some churches who would equate uh, the Old Testament practice of circumcision, identifying mm-hmm. with Old Covenant, um, with baptism in the New Testament, say that's the sign of the New Covenant. This is their symbol of belief. This yeah. is their indication of, of belief. But there's nowhere in the New Testament it's not recorded. That, yeah. that equates baptism with the sign of the new covenant. That's not the picture. Yeah. In fact, um, the Bible lays out that communion is the picture of the covenant. Yeah. Uh, First Corinthians says in the same manner that Jesus took the cup of after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This too often uh, as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, uh, if anything, communion is more the picture of the covenant, but the real covenant is a change that happens in the heart. Yeah, <clears throat> Hebrews would say, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, uh, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts and into their minds. I will write them. Then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Now, where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Again, this speaks to 
the individual. This speaks to transformation of their heart, the redemption of their of their life, the awareness of their sin, and the forgiveness of their sin. Mm-hmm. So, um, for a baby to be uh, baptized so that it takes away their sin goes against the very nature of salvation itself, being yeah. a decision that an individual makes. Um, I know you find this within the Catholic Church, find this in some other churches as well, that mm-hmm. they equate this infant baptism with salvation and that it is part of the, the process of grace being you know manifested in a baby's life and that <clears throat> from that moment on, they have salvation until they sin and then they have to go back and kind of regain and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and repent. And And again, all of that stuff leads to your salvation depends upon you. Your salvation depends upon you. Now there's fear. Now there's stress. Now there's anxiety. And there's no stability. There's no comfort. There's no peace with God in that. And you find that in any church group where salvation has any element of the works attached to it. I have to do this to get it. I have to do this to keep it. If I do Mm -hmm. this, I could lose it. Well, that puts it all on the individual. Yeah. And you're right. It does produce angst and uh, worry and fear and uncertainty. It doesn't fit at all with John saying, uh, these things I've written that you may know, that you yeah. have eternal life, yeah. and that, that you're justified uh, by faith, and we have peace with God. Any kind of work environment uh, robs us of that. And it, yeah. my heart breaks for those in church environments where they – don't have certainty of their faith, where they are still trying to produce enough, trying to work enough, trying to do enough to earn or keep their salvation. That's just counter to the gospel. Absolutely. So again, based on all this, salvation is an act by the individual. It's their faith, not others can do for them. No. Salvation requires an awareness of sin. Salvation requires a an active choice of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so baptism follows that decision. It's not It's not what saves. It's not the yeah. water that saves a person. Yeah. So when you look at those truths and you ask the question again, is it biblical for an infant to be baptized and that count as their salvation? No, it's not as, mm-hmm. as sweet as it may yeah. seem. As, as <clears throat> sweet as following along with tradition, as maybe yep. logical as some people see it of if, if baptism removes sin, but we have to yeah. go with the basis of it does not. Yeah. By the Bible standard, it does not. Yeah, it and doesn't so, do that for an adult. It doesn't no, do that for a child. No, exactly. And so yeah. it doesn't matter the logic, the feelings, the sweetness, the whatever it the is. church traditions. Yeah, the Bible does not call for that. It yeah. does not show evidence that that's what we're supposed to do. It does no. not, it's not recorded anywhere. No, it doesn't ultimately change the heart yeah. of the individual. Yes. That, that's what salvation, salvation is redemption of my heart. It's transformation of yeah. my heart. It's freeing my heart. It's setting <clears throat> me free from lies and condemnation and guilt and shame. The only way a heart can be changed is by an act upon that heart and an yeah. act of that heart. Yeah. You can't do that for me. I can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do it if I'm unaware of what's happening. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we've laid the foundation <clears throat> of, of pedo-baptism, as yeah. some people call it, or this mm-hmm. uh, baptizing as a baby through sprinkling. Mm-hmm. So what about, for an adult, mm-hmm. what about sprinkling as a form of 
baptism, a form of salvation as yeah. well. Is that biblical? Yeah. So some churches practice um, baptism by sprinkling, um, and as opposed to by immersion. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to lowering a person into water fully, uh, yeah. they just sprinkle water upon them. Um, that practice began because uh, they recognized it's not safe necessarily to lower an infant into water and cover them. And so sprinkling becomes a way to demonstrate baptism for an infant. But if you go back to, again, definition uh, of the word itself, baptize, it's the word that means to immerse, to submerge, to put Mm -hmm. in and under. It's a picture of death and burial and resurrection. That's that's what baptism is to be. it was established by God. Jesus participated in it yeah, as a picture exactly. for us. As an adult. As an adult, yeah. And <clears throat> not as a child. Infant. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another experience he has as an infant. We'll talk yeah. about that here in a little bit. But but Romans 6, again, <clears throat> paints all this for us. It says, yeah. or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Okay, so here's a picture, baptism, death. It goes on. Yeah. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. Okay, so now there's another descriptive word for us, buried. We know what that is, buried, being lowered down into the ground. Mm-hmm. So here it's equating the the death and burial of someone into the ground with this symbol, this picture of water. So mm-hmm. water takes the place of the dirt. Yeah. And it says <clears throat> that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. So it's not just death and burial, a lowering into the water, a complete immersion, submersion into the water, yeah. but it's also raising someone up mm-hmm. out of the water. It's the power of resurrection mm-hmm. as well. So baptism was intended to be this picture this identification, I am identifying with what Jesus did for yeah. me. I'm identifying that this is me. Mm-hmm. He died in my place. He was buried. He was raised again. Baptism. I have died to my old ways of being under guilt, shame, condemnation, selfishness. I have been buried in Christ. My sins have been paid for. I have been raised up now, forgiven, accepted, whole, redeemed, and I now walk in newness of life. Baptism, that's the picture. And that picture is important. Yeah. If we're going to, well, when we practice that as a church, Mm -hmm. we are showing everyone, here is what Jesus has done for us. Here is someone that Jesus has worked in, and it's their death, their burial, and their resurrection. So uh, this is the model. This is what we're to follow. So any mm-hmm. any other version that we are using or that's being used to picture the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ that's not immersion doesn't fully fit the biblical model, the picture. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I, I have had an experience, however, in the past where um, I someone wanted to be baptized and it was not physically possible to baptized him by immersion. So this was a, a much older gentleman and he had been diagnosed with cancer. He was in just the last days of his life and um, contacted me. We talked and he wanted to be baptized. He had not been and he had uh, come to awareness of faith in Christ. And he really, of course, you know, on your deathbed, literally, yeah. 
uh, he wants to make sure he has peace with God and he wants to walk in full obedience to him. It wasn't out of fear. It wasn't out of mm-hmm. duty. It was out of delight. This man was full of joy, even though he was in the final days of his life with cancer, wow. um, but full of joy and, and life. But it was physically, um, it would have been very difficult physically for him to have been lowered into water yeah. and immersed and raised up. I, it just would not have worked. Mm-hmm. So, but he was adamant. And wow. so <clears throat> uh, he, we set up a day at his house and he called for his family and his friends because he wanted this testimony before them. And so um, we gathered, we sang, we prayed, and he shared his testimony of what God had done in his life. And I talked about baptism and talked about that it is by this picture of burial into the water, but because of his unique situation, he was not physically able to. Mm -hmm. So we used a bottle of water and we had a towel wrapped around his his neck and I poured water on him. It was incredibly moving for him and for everyone there. It was powerful testimony. That's great. Um, But it was more out of necessity than it was out of the biblical you know, picture. We want to complete this picture fully. So uh, it was powerful. He he did go home to be with the Lord just just a day or two after that. Wow. Uh, but it was a powerful testimony, wow. you know, yeah. uh, for everyone in his family at the funeral mm-hmm. uh, of his identification with Christ. But again, it was out of necessity, yeah. not out of uh, this is the biblical mandate yeah. or model for, for it. Sure. So, you know, again, is, is sprinkling the biblical form? No. Immersion is the biblical yeah, form. For sure. So, yeah. Okay, so then that takes us to another question. <clears throat> it's this, is christening a biblical practice? Okay, christening. so <clears throat> christening is something that's done in Catholic churches, some Methodist, Episcopal, Lutheran, Presbyterian, <laughs> Church of Nazarene. And it is a, a process in which uh, it is for infants or children. Yeah. Uh, it sometimes involves giving the child a new Christian name, um, first name or usually middle name. Uh, it usually involves sprinkling of water on the yeah. head of the child. <clears throat> it is the process by which they welcome the child into the congregation. In some churches, it is the first of the sacraments of salvation. It is the way grace uh, comes into the child's life. It's, it is salvation. Uh, Usually, uh, godparents are named at this event. Gifts are given. And um, again, they equate this with uh, salvation, with the child having their original sin removed. So again, we have to go back to Scripture. Is that something that is practiced in Scripture? Is that something that is encouraged or taught? Um, We've looked at some of the Scriptures already, but I I guess I'd go back here at this point to, to remember that our need at salvation is not to be religious. I don't, mm-hmm. what we need is not to add some religion or religious practices to our life. Our need is to not to try to do something for God uh, to show our religious effort. Um, our need is to have our heart redeemed, is to have our sin, guilt removed, and a new spirit placed within us. And again, the only way my heart can be changed is for my heart to be acted upon and my heart yeah. to choose. Yeah, absolutely. So 
with that, we know that we are born with a heart that is separated from God. Romans yep. five twelve says, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin. So death comes to us when we sin. Uh, dead, death spread to all men because all sinned. Mm-hmm. And then we are born with a nature that is yes. given over to sin. Yeah. So our need is to be born again, to have our heart redeemed. Ezekiel in the Old Testament prophesied about what that would look like. Mm-hmm. He says, he's moved by God and he writes, <clears throat> I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone uh, out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So that's not something that baptism can do. Water does not have that power to do that. The only thing that can change my heart is a a force acted upon my heart, Mm -hmm. grace, responded to by my heart, faith. So Mm -hmm. with that, we can ask the question again, is christening, uh, a sprinkling uh, upon a child practiced in such a way that it causes redemption in the life of a child? And the answer is no, no. It, it cannot. Yeah. That process, you know, even if it's sweet, if yeah. it's meaningful, if it's yeah. emotional, uh, if it's highly experiential, if it's yeah. been practiced, that does not equal redemption yeah. and salvation in a heart. Exactly. Because it is a very nice thing sure. to do, but mm. it's towards the end of now grace will be poured out for this person by God because we did something. Yeah. That's the thing is we did something for them because we did. Yeah. That's, that's the issue. It's not really the thing, but it's the heart of I need to do so that God will do for me. Yeah. And I can do it for someone else while they are unaware fully of what they're even doing. Exactly. Yeah. So you see something similar and even something that we've done here Mm -hmm. uh, is is this child dedication um, yeah. ceremony, you right. could even say, right. which is similar yep. to that. Yep. But what what about child dedication? Is that biblical or do we do we need to not do that here? At vertical <laughs> <laughs> so that process of uh, a, a parent coming forward or two parents coming forward with their child and saying, um, <clears throat> I want to pray for my child. I want to commit to raise them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, in the ways of the Lord, I want to commit to praying for them, continue to pray for them. I want to commit to being a part of a church family with them. Um, I want to commit to praying that they'll come to know the Lord in their own life personally. Is that biblical? Yes. That yeah. That is awesome. That's what yeah. we encourage here. In that scenario, what's really happening is not a change for the child, it's a change for the parents. It's the parents taking the initiative by their faith saying, I want to commit myself to raising my child in the ways of God. I want to commit to pray that they come to know the Lord at an early age. And that Mm -hmm. is highly biblical. It reinforces everything that we've talked about, that that the choice is for the individual, that redemption comes with a heart change that redemption yeah. uh, is not in an act, but it's in a change of heart followed by the act. So yeah, that's all great. We encourage that. We want parents to walk in the ways of God and yeah. and see their child as a, an even greater challenge to live out their faith at home. And you find some examples 
like that in Scripture. You find uh, Mary and Joseph taking Jesus at a young age, very young age, as an infant, to the temple. Now, what they're doing is following the Old Covenant law. At that point, Jesus has not died, and the Old Covenant is still in place. And so you read in Luke chapter 2, it says, And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, Jesus, uh, it says his name was called Jesus. His name is is given there at this this mm-hmm. time. He's called Jesus, and he's circumcised. Um, this is the name that the angel had given him. Verse twenty two. It says, "Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord." And then it describes. It says, "As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord." And they went to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two pigeons. So interesting tie in yeah. there. That's part of why yeah. you're here on the 12 days of Christmas, two turtle doves. It's a reference to this song or to yeah. this, to this the story verse. here, this mm-hmm. verse. And what you find is they're acting in accordance with the law to if a male child was born, the first one's male, that he was He was to be brought to the temple and an offering, a special offering given. He was to be holy to the Lord. You also find Hannah doing that with Samuel in the Old Testament. Um, When the time had come, she took him with an offering um, to the tabernacle and there an offering is made. So a little bit of correlation there, but again, that's Old Covenant. Mm -hmm. That's not something we practice today. We don't require every, you know, couple who has a child to bring him to the church and have a special offering. They don't have to bring two turtle doves and all of that. (laughs) Uh, That's under the old covenant. Yeah. Um, But again, the the idea of bringing your child before the Lord for the purpose of the parent saying, "I'm committing myself to raise him up in the ways of the Lord." That's. That's beautiful. Yeah, and and it's not, I'm doing this so that God will love me or I'm doing this so that God will show grace to us or I'm doing this so that our child will whatever, you know? Yeah, Yeah. it's not the child's salvation. It's not their salvation either. Yeah, exactly, Yeah. yeah. Okay, so another question then. What about Christian confirmation? Because that's another thing that we've talked mm-hmm. about just a little bit. Christian confirmation, is mm-hmm. that biblical? Okay. So again, uh, in some churches, um, you find confirmation classes or confirmation experience happening. Yeah. And it is viewed in, in Catholic churches and tradition as another sacrament, an element that that imparts grace Salvation to the child. Yeah. Um, and it's not just symbolic. It is actual, they they would believe. And so this is yeah. one of the separators between Protestant churches like us and Catholic churches is they, they lean on these sacraments for their salvation. Mm-hmm. And Protestant churches say, no, salvation yeah. is by Jesus alone and by grace alone, by faith alone. Yeah. Because the trust, whenever the trust goes into the sacrament, it's it's really the trust is going back into yourself. It's true. It, it's a thing I do. <clears throat> yeah. To gain my yeah. redemption, salvation, and there's not freedom in that. <clears throat> right. It's yeah. Yeah. So confirmation classes usually, or confirmation is usually a ceremony. Uh, the young person becomes the official member of the church. It mm-hmm. started at their infant baptism, mm-hmm. and this is more like the completion yeah. of it. Uh, it's the time that they receive the name of a saint that they are to identify with and pray to uh, for help. 
um, or, or asked to pray for them. They asked the saint to pray for them. Uh, it's a process, usually involves studying scripture and church history or doctrine. Um, it's the time that the hands are laid on the child and uh, conferring of the Holy Spirit yeah. is given to them. It's their final confirmation. Like you have, you've yeah. done it. You have you done know, the you, thing. You passed the course yes. and yeah. you, you've learned the, the truths and you've identified with them yeah. and you said, yes, you've done the things because you've done these things. We now say you are saved. So is that so, biblical? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that biblical? So again, the Bible has no example of someone uh, conferring salvation upon someone or the church conferring salvation yeah. upon someone because they have passed a course or, yeah. or, or followed a list yeah. of, of rules. Uh, there's no example of that because they've taken a course or did a yep. work of any kind that that granted them salvation. Yep. So uh, again, salvation is an act of the individual and their faith and the confirmation um, the Bible says that confirmation comes to the individual. Uh, this, in, in, Gal- in Romans 8, it says that the Spirit himself bears witness with, confers yeah. with our spirit that we are the children of God. It comes back to the individual. Salvation is all about the individual. Yeah. Uh, all I can do from the outside is uh, affirm yeah. what they confirm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can, and observe. I can, I can observe and affirm, yeah. but I cannot... I can't really know the salvation um, reality in another person's life yeah. unless I hear them speak and I see their life. Yeah. So they have to uh, tell me and I can affirm. And then we see the results played out in, in their life. That's the other confirmation of the new covenant, really. Yeah. Um, James would say, uh, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. It shows up. Works yeah. don't lead to your faith. Works are evidence of your faith. Yeah, absolutely. And then <clears throat> in First sure. John, it says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. There should be fruit that comes from mm-hmm. the life. So, <clears throat> yeah. for example, when uh, <clears throat> a family comes to us here and says, hey, my uh, eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, whoever is interested in being baptized, uh, can they be baptized? Well, uh, I'll sit down with Micah, our children's director, with the family, <clears throat> and we'll ask a series of questions. Yeah, um, we're asking for uh, we're asking questions to help us know that the child understands what's happening here. That there's some awareness of that they are a sinner in need of salvation, <clears throat> yeah. and that they've come to some understanding of that that reality. And then we're going to go through this process. We're going to ask the parents some things. Yeah. Do you see evidence in their life? Have yeah. you noticed some change at home in their behavior, in their actions, in their desire? And that takes time. This can't be yeah. just over, you know, one Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a process of uh, of of seeing like actual change. Yeah. You're, it's not. Oh, they said this and now they're saying this instead. But mm-hmm. they live this way, mm-hmm. they lived this way, mm-hmm. and now they live this way. Yeah. It's different. You yeah. Know? And so sometimes we'll recommend to parents, hey, take some time and uh, <clears throat> just observe their yeah. life. And uh, without you pushing, without you pressing, encouraging, yes. But yeah. uh, I want to know that the child, the individual, exactly. is, is interested, that they have a heart for God, they have a desire to obey. It shows up in their actions. Are they... Are they sorry for their sin when they've, you know, 
maybe said something to one of their siblings yeah. or done something to their siblings? Are they sorry when they have disobeyed? Is there this genuine desire to want to pray, to acknowledge God's presence? All those things to yeah. me are evidence of God at work in their yeah, life. And so absolutely. baptism um, is is a result of that, but not the way to that. And then yeah. confirmation, again, it shows up in a person's life. It's not necessarily a course. Uh, is it is it good to read the scripture? Of course. Is it yes. good to encourage even children to read scripture and walk them through the basics of the faith? Yes. Yeah. But uh, just because they can take a test at the end of the day exactly. about answering some questions about the Bible yeah. does not equal salvation. Exactly, yeah. It shows it, up in the life. Yeah, as organized mm-hmm. as this is and <clears throat> as logical as this is, it, yeah. it is not the way of right. salvation or the way of grace being poured out or anything like that. Yeah. It, it all comes back to the individual. God is interested in redeeming a heart and redeeming <clears throat> a life. And that comes yeah. through the child, the adult, the teenager, whoever, recognizing their sin, recognizing Jesus' yeah. death for them and recognizing the need to apply that to their heart. And then it's showing up in their life. That's for sure. that's confirmation. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, so all the way back to our original question mm-hmm. from this <clears throat> person who says they were 33 years, or they're 33 now, mm-hmm. they were Christian, they were about, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, both of our voices are just mm-hmm. totally going out. But yeah, so the question is, <clears throat> yeah. should that person be baptized again <laughs> if they were baptized as an infant yeah. and went through confirmation classes? Great question. So I'm going to be redundant again. Yeah. Uh, the Bible tells us that baptism is not salvation. Yep. Baptism is not required for salvation. Baptism follows salvation. Baptism is a choice of the individual, and baptism is by immersion. So if a person was baptized as an infant, if a person was baptized as a child, if a person was baptized before they came to faith, full faith in Jesus Christ, if a person was baptized in a way that was not by immersion, then I would say it's something you should consider. Yeah, It's something that would be worth asking. Absolutely. Do I? want to be, should I be baptized? Mm-hmm. I would say again, you're not being baptized so that you can be saved. That's not gonna gain you greater uh, salvation or gain any salvation with no. God. But have you been redeemed in your heart? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you follow him with your life? And if you've not been baptized since coming to that awareness by immersion, then I'd say that'd Let's probably talk. be a very good yeah. thing. Um, because... Uh, now you are doing so as a reflection of having believed. You yeah. are identifying with Christ. You're making a public statement to others. Yeah. I am being baptized as a result of an inward change that God Absolutely. has done in my life. And that could be a powerful thing, whether you're 33 yep. or 63. Yep. You know, that could be a powerful thing for someone to stand before a church and say, I was baptized as an infant, but I know now that my faith is in Jesus Christ and that I have chosen to follow him. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't because of someone else's will for me other than Jesus' yeah. will for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so now I'm making this decision. I'm going to be baptized. That can yeah. be a powerful thing. It's good stuff. powerful for yes. you know, a, a wife to see, a yep. family to see, a church to exactly. see. Exactly. And ultimately, it is the answer in your own conscience and heart to yeah. God. Yeah. And that brings us back to what Peter said. He said, baptism, not the removal of filth of the flesh, yeah. but the answer of a good conscience 
toward God. Yes. I have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Yes. Grace by faith alone. Now, as a result of that, I want to identify with that. I want mm-hmm. everyone to know that I have come to fullness of life in him, not by what I've done, but by what he has done. I'd say, yes, let's do this. Yeah. You know, And that's a moment of celebration. And that's really what salvation and even baptism should lead to. It should be life-giving for us. It should be the ultimate confirmation. It's the fullness of yep. I have believed, and now here is the evidence yes. from my life. Yes. And that should free a person. It should produce peace in a person. They never have to ask the question again, am I saved? Yeah. These things have been written that we might know we have eternal life. Yeah. Let's now grow in that. Let's yes. move on in the faith in that. Yes. There's so much more that God wants to do in our life. Let's build this foundation. Let's be secure about it. Seal the deal. Answer the question. Yes. Have a right conscience toward God and have peace. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God yes. through our Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. you know, all of this today is not designed to call out and try no. to you know, make people feel badly for what they've done, but it's designed to give us peace with God. So that's why we go back to the Bible, because yep. that's what God's intent is. There is redemption, there is faith in Jesus Christ alone, mm-hmm. and there is baptism that's a beautiful picture of that afterwards. Yes. So um, if you are curious, there's another podcast we've done called Seven Ways to Know Your Child is Ready to Be Baptized. We've used that and encourage people to take a look at that if you have yes. children. Uh, just give some good indicators of how you know that it's ready. Because really, again, when parents and children come to us, I mean, we can sit down in a, in a discussion with the child. Most of the time, the children's a little bit, you know, yeah. timid and uncertain yep. in that moment. We're really leaning on mom and dad exactly. to tell us yeah. truth about that child. I yeah. can listen. I can ask questions and, and they can answer or not answer. Yeah. But the truth often is or is in what the parents know from yeah. home. So, yeah, we don't rely on a confirmation styled test no. pass or anything like that. <clears throat> no. So uh, again, my, our goal today is that you would have peace with God yes. through faith in Jesus Christ, yes. not through your works, because there is no peace in works. Yep. It's an ever-ending treadmill of work that yep. wears you out, but there is peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I hope that's been helpful for you today. Uh, again, I encourage you to like and share uh, this and let others know about the freedom that tires in Jesus Christ, freedom from works, freedom from the pressure, freedom of full peace with God. So uh, blessings to you. Uh, Keep on lifting him up and living him out.